top two at 2 o'clock. 2.07 is the time here in the KSL newsroom at this time of day. Each day I share with you the top two stories, in my humble opinion. What are those stories? Well, they are the stories that I would hope that you would take home to your family and chat uh, with them around the kitchen table each evening. Sometimes uh, it's stories about politics or the community or the nation or the world. Uh, And, uh, well, today, hopefully, it'll prove to to fit nicely into those categories. The top two stories. First story is the announcement coming from Utah Governor Spencer Cox this morning regarding those eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Here's what the governor said. As we continue to see our weekly allocations of doses increase, that I am announcing that as of right now, immediately, Utah adults ages 65 to 69 are now eligible to receive the vaccine. You got that? Uh, 65 and up now are able to uh, to get the vaccine. Now, it is up to each of the various health jurisdictions and health departments to, uh, you know, execute that rollout. And so if you're hearing this announcement, you got to uh, certainly reach out to uh, your health department to, to schedule things and see exactly how they're handling this new announcement. I do have some details from the Salt Lake County Health Department in their rollout of uh, the vaccine to uh, this newly added age group to those eligible. It's not going to be all at once. Uh, Today, uh, after uh, 6 p.m., those who are 69 and older will be able to make an appointment. And how it'll work is every day thereafter, the age group will move backwards, essentially, and you'll be able to uh, make an appointment for the next uh, five days or so. So tonight after 6 p.m., uh, if you are 69 and older, you can make an appointment. Tomorrow after 6 p.m., 68 and older. Uh, and that pattern will continue until you get all the way down to uh, 65 years old. That's next Monday uh, at 6 p.m. You can schedule your appointment. That is for Salt Lake County. Now, I, I give that uh, both to inform those Salt Lake County residents who fit into this age group, uh, but also as an example of some of the varied ways the departments may be handing them out. Uh, so you're going to have to check with your individual health departments now that the governor has opened up uh, to all Utahns uh, this new age group, 65 and older. Now, it's it's merely the age group. And this is a slight change as it was announced, uh, I believe, last week or the week before uh, earlier, nonetheless, by the governor that there would on March 1st be a shift, uh, a widening of the pool of eligible recipients of the COVID-19 vaccine. The the, the second part of that group, so uh, not not those ages 65 to 69, but those with uh, the certain uh, comorbidities, they, they as, as far as we know now, uh, are not included in this newly expanded group. So uh, this one right now, just for those uh, 65 to 69, of course, uh, continuing to include those 70 and older. Uh, right now, speaking of that group, 70 and above, uh, 62% of all Utahns over the age of 70 have received the vaccine. That was uh, announced today uh, during uh, Governor Cox's uh, press briefing. He also uh, shared a very encouraging number with regard to those residents of long-term care facilities. 
if, if you weren't listening uh, and you're hearing this number for the first time, uh, you're going to be blown away. 91%, 91% of Utah's long-term care facility residents have now been vaccinated. Now, when I hear that, I think, oh, well, shoot, we need to go uh, and visit grandma and grandpa. We need to go right now. Uh, I, I'm not sure how the various facilities are handling that, so certainly make a phone call first. Uh, but I can only take it as good news that 91%, 91% of long-term care facility residents have now been vaccinated. That, of course, according to Governor Cox this morning. Uh, wonderfully encouraging news, uh, and it can only improve, right? It can only uh, continue. And I uh, cross my fingers and hope that uh, all those eligible will seek out the vaccine and uh, and that the process will continue to go as smoothly as it has and to even increase in efficiency and speed. This is how we're going to get through this. This is a huge part of how we're going to get through this. All right. That is the first top story of the day. The second top story of today is, on. you know, if it weren't for a pandemic Uh, This would be the top story. The second top story of the day is, of course, the successful landing on the surface of Mars of the latest and most advanced NASA rover uh, ever. All right. Perseverance is right now, as we speak, on the surface of Mars, commencing its mission to search for ancient Martian life. This little spacecraft. This little uh, this little truck driving around right now on the surface of Mars traveled 292 and a half million miles. 292 and a half million miles, carrying with it, in fact, technology developed right here in Utah. Sure, it is important to explore the surface and look for uh, past life. There are many experiments and many uh, studies being conducted on the back of this rover. But uh, I might be biased because it's a Utah effort, but I might say that the most important thing to be learned right now as Perseverance uh, drives itself around the surface of Mars is whether or not we can live off the land, so to speak. There's a piece of technology developed in part by uh, a Utah company which is experimenting with extracting resources from the surface of Mars and the atmosphere and converting that into breathable oxygen and liquid oxygen to be used as fuel to return safely to Earth the astronauts that will someday take the first steps on the surface of Mars. Utah's involved in that. Can you believe that? If you've missed uh, any of the coverage of this event, this historic event, which I was lucky to be able to broadcast live during the show today, just l- less than 20 minutes ago, this has happened. Tonight, as you get together with your family and the kids come home and you chat about your day, take some time to review the details of this remarkable event. Sure, there have been many rovers to come before, none as advanced as this, and none with the potential to propel us forward in space exploration, as is the case with the landing of the Perseverance rover. Uh, Wonderful day. I know, I know I might get a little overly excited about this stuff, but uh, I I just don't think so. I don't think you can get uh, excited enough about these types of advancements. Space exploration has served us well in the past. I've bored you before with all the countless examples of technologies that you and I enjoy every day 
which came about thanks to space exploration and advancements made uh, by NASA and contracted companies. It's a wonderful day. Uh, and I am looking forward to wonderful information being beamed back from the surface of Mars. All right, uh, I'm going to set that aside, take a quick break right now. And when we return, you heard earlier uh, as I was chatting with Representative Blake Moore about a number of Utah cities ranking very high on a list of some of the best economically positioned cities in the nation. How do we get to that list? I'll be well. I'll be joined next segment by Deseret News reporter Art Raymond to discuss exactly what this means for Utah and how these cities got on the list in the first place. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.